You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Praise God as you're seated once again. Allow your Bible to fall open at Psalm 102. We have been talking about the favor of God. I thought I must just let Pastor Dylan keep going. He can do part four. I'll do part five. We are to, how many of you were here last week and this week? How many of you had your trust and belief for favor rise in your heart? It's like I said, the favor of God is when God looks in your direction and smiles and says, watch this. Everybody say favor. It's favor when we don't expect it. And we don't deserve it. Certainly we don't earn it. That's the thing about the favor of God. You don't work for it. You don't earn it. But it, when it shows up, you just know it can only be God. Psalm 102 verse 13 from the NIV. You will arise and have compassion on Zion. That's you and me as the church. For it is time to show favor to her. The appointed time has come. Say this, I have been appointed for favor. Oh, did that kick in you the way it kicks in me? Say it again, I have been, I have been appointed for favor. There's something about it. Jesus said, I didn't, you, you did not choose me, I chose you. See, when you're chosen, see, chosen is when someone picks you out of a crowd. It's when they say, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, you come with me. He says, I chose you. Say, I've been chosen. So if you've been appointed for favor, you know that God fully intends for that favor to come flooding through you. Why? He wants the world to know he's God. He wants the world to know he's God. Now, here's the thing. If what needs to be done could have been done by you or anybody, then how will that prove it's God? So forget about the mundane, the usual, the regular. Get ready for over and above, beyond, shocking, Amazing. People look at you and say, there's no way you did that. That's what we're talking about here. When the rest of the world has written you off, God shows up. This is the area where with man it is impossible, but not with God. For with God, favor, all things are possible. Everybody say, all things possible. Genesis chapter 12, verse 2 from the Amplified. God says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you with abundant increase of favors. Make your name famous and distinguished. Busy read Dylan Bortos. They will find you. They will find you. I said they will find you. See, the devil wants to tell you you're a nobody and no one knows you and who are you. And that's when we begin to jostle and we try to position ourselves. We try to get me, me, me. 
You don't have to do that. God wants you somewhere. He will get you there. He will find you, Pastor Sam. He will make your name famous and distinguished. You will be a blessing, dispensing good to others. See, once you renew your mind and stop trying to get me, mine, I, I want, I give, give, me, me, put me in front, get me. No, become the blessing. You become the source for God to work through. Look for other people. How can I bless you? How can I be a blessing? Because God says, I will bless those who bless you. Once you become the blessing outlet, then the blessing source plugs in. Be a blessing. Bump your name and say, it's time to be a blessing. Everybody say, abundant increase of favors. How many of God, I declare prophetically, you are going to have so much favor in the next week, it's going to make your mind spin. You're going to watch. Watch now. Hear the word of the Lord. You're going to have lots of times to say, that's what Pastor Alan was talking about. That's what Pastor Alan was talking about. That's what Pastor, by the fourth or fifth time, you just go, okay, God, I guess go. I live this way. I've had people, I say, Pastor Alan, you're so lucky. What luck? No, 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 no. Get, get the word luck out of your vocabulary. Just get it out. Just think of it this way. One of Satan's names is Lucifer. Uh, Lu, Lucifer. Oh, lucky, L-U-C. then you'll never use the word again. Because you may look at it, and from your perspective, it looks lucky. Uh Uh-uh, it is favor. I've just learned to expect it. I trust God. uh, If I started on testimonies, I wouldn't have time to teach you anything else. Just time and time again, Janine and myself, we just had things happen. You're just there, and people just do things. Why? Because of favor. Everybody say favor. That's not fair. You're right. Favor's not fair. Until you're in the favor place. And when you're in the favor place, it's very fair. Because then you find out it's because you trust God and you expect Him. And He said, if you trust me, I will. That's fair. I said, that's fair. Because fair is, if anyone puts their trust in God, He will. God is not a respecter of persons. That's fair. It's the ones that don't want to bother that it looks like it's not fair. They want to sit back and do nothing and just be lazy and everybody else must give to me and I must have because I'm poor. You're supposed to give to me. Who said? I said, who said? Now, don't get me wrong. Jesus said, the poor you will have with you always and those that give to the poor, God will repay for you. We have to take care of the poor. But I don't take care of the poor by financing poverty. I take care of the poor by helping them and show them the way out because everyone can make the decision to follow what I'm teaching and you will come out of poverty. I guarantee it. 
We have enough testimonies of people who have gone from bicycles to Mercedes. And that's just in the natural. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about from nothing to being promoted, from walking, from being nobody to being in the ministry, from people that have seen God move powerfully. Then now A from B from C from Matthew, Mark, look at John to laying hands on the sick and casting demons out. We have people here that you got some people. I hear some pastors in the poop and I wonder where do you get your messages from? And we got people that have been born again for six months and can out speak and out teach any of those people in their pulpits. Why? Because we found it in the word of God and God has released that power within his body because we trust and we believe God for that favor. Hallelujah. Just get luck out of your vocabulary. Everyone say favor. favor. Psalm chapter 5 verse 11. Let those rejoice who put their trust in you. See, favor requires trust in God. Let those rejoice who put their trust in you. You don't have to jostle. You don't have to hustle. I'm so glad about this. Because it's frustrating when you think, I've got to be in this place, I've got to see this one, I've got to shake that one's hand, I've got to make sure. Ah, uh-uh. You just have to know God's got your hand. Let those rejoice who put their trust in you, God. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Let those also who love your name be joyful in you. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. You will surround him as with a shield. Say this, I am surrounded with a blessing shield everywhere I go. Favor encapsulates me. I change the atmosphere. When I walk into a room, favor enters the room. I walk into a room and people are already saying, yes, what's your question? What do you want to pay? This morning we've learned about how the Egyptians plundered, well, how the, the Israelis, the Jews, plundered Egypt. And when we say plunder, they didn't steal it. They didn't take anything that didn't belong to them. They didn't take without permission. They went and they asked the Egyptians for all their gold, their silver, all their nice stuff. Can I have that? And the Bible says God caused them to look favorably on the Jews. And they handed it over. Become ready. Be confident with that family. What do you want to pay? Amen. Everybody say favor. Say it is time. See, family of God, we've got to recognize, we saw this as we ended off this morning, Matthew chapter 9, Jesus said in verse 29, according to your faith, let it be to you. According to your faith. 
according to your faith. According to your faith. See, whatever is preached, you either receive it or reject it. And if I have a bad self-image, I can reject. There's a lot of people. I've had people, you know, when I preach these sort of things, you would think everybody would be excited. I don't know anybody that doesn't want to do better in life. Do you know anyone that wishes their life was worse? I don't think so. Not anyone in their right mind. Then when we start speaking these things, why? Because we're so used to the, 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 the normal, the comfortable, the average, because then there's no pressure. But family God, when the blessing of the Lord makes you rich, there's no sorrow with it. There's no pressure with it. See, our own self-image will affect the favor we experience. If you don't think you deserve it, it's not going to happen. You have to get to a place where you say, God wants this for me. I'm fully ready for it. See, favor is something that is granted. It's not a payment. And when favor is granted, it's from God. You don't even have to thank anybody for it. Except God. Why? Because when somebody said yes, God caused it. See, favor causes somebody to succeed where they would have failed in the natural. Come and have a look at Genesis chapter 37. You're familiar with Joseph? He was the younger, he was the young child in the family. And his father loved him. And he found favor in his earthly father. You know, he gave him a coat of many colors. And his brothers grew jealous over him. And you see, when you have favor, those around you that don't understand it can grow jealous. The brothers didn't have to be jealous. They were in the same home. Had all the same advantages. And then verse 5. Joseph had a dream. Now, you remember the dream that he had? Remember those sheaves came out and uh, there was others that bowed down before those sheaves. Remember that? And then he had about the cows as well. Remember that? So we have these sheaves bowing down before his great sheaf. And so he, he knows that uh, something's happening here. And the way he interprets that dream is that when he saw all the sheaves, is that was that, that's right, the, the cows came later. This, it was the moon and the star. And, uh, and how his, he also saw that as his father bowing before him. So he sees his brothers bowing before him. In other words, he's a man of authority. And you think his brothers would be excited. You're going to be promoted. So he tells them the dream. And yet it says in verse 5, and he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. I would call, be cautious about who you talk to uh, with your dream. Not everybody will get it. 
not everybody will understand. See, when Pastor Dylan was up here talking about his harvest, I wonder how many people are going, praise God, glory to God. How many looking thinking, no, no, come on, it's a little over the top. Now, if that's you just, I didn't know, no one told me, I'm just saying. Did I name any names? In fact, I'm looking at Pastor Dylan, so no one thinks I'm talking to them. If it's you, just smile, and no one will pick up it was you. But here's what I want you to recognize. That as long as we have that wrong attitude, we will stop favor from flowing in our lives. Favor has everything to do with attitude. The favor's there. I've proved it from the Scriptures. This is now part four. I've spent enough time in Scripture to prove God wants to show you favor. He has already shown you favor. But wrong attitude will shut it off. You've got to see that. So you come down to verse 8. His brother said to him, Shall you indeed reign over us? Shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Now he didn't decide to dream this. God gave him the dream. How many of you have a dream from God that you know goes beyond? I mean, sometimes you're even nervous to say what the dream is because it's huge. That's okay. So he gets down and eventually tells his father, look at verse 10. So he told his father and his brothers, and his father rebuked him and said, What is this dream you've dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? And his brothers envied him, but his father kept the matter in mind. Now you can understand that just from a protocol perspective. The father is the authority in the house. And he says, are you actually telling me I am going to bow in front of you? So daddy's upset now. Can you tell that this is quite a, this environment's not right? Something, this is not going to, if you get stuck in the wrong environment, because yeah, one day he's out in the field and his brothers see him and he's all alone and dad's back at home and they decide now's the opportunity. We can kill him, yeah, and then we can tell dad a wild animal got him. And so they throw him in a pit and they're trying to figure out what's the best way to cover this crime up. And in the meantime, the one brother's trying to talk him out of it. And while they're doing that, a caravan, a camel procession comes walking past. Now, if you don't understand favor, it will look like that's just lucky. That was just, you know, that just happened. But when you understand the kingdom of God, there is no luck. God knows that where Joseph is right now, he's not in the right environment. This is not going to happen, and it's time to move him, to change his environment, to change the people that are around him. Family, sometimes when people leave your life, it feels like it's sad, it feels like it hurts you, but maybe they're holding you back and God needs to move you to be positioned better. It's not by chance. 
it's not luck. Favor caused that procession to come past at exactly the right moment. And the brother said, well, let's sell him. At least just send him off. And off they go. And they think their problem is solved. But the favor capsule is now flowing wherever Joseph goes. How many of you were here this morning? I spoke about the hamster ball. Those that weren't here, you know what a hamster ball is? It's that plastic ball you put a hamster in, and wherever he runs, the ball goes with him. And it goes, you know, he can't bang into a wall because if, if he runs into a wall, the ball hits the wall and the hamster's safe. And wherever you go, you've got this huge capsule favor. So now Joseph's on the move. Favors with him. You getting this? Wherever Joseph is, there's favor. Start seeing that, family. When you walk into a company, favor walked in. That company's blessed just by you sitting there. I said that company's blessed just by you sitting there. See, if you get that, then you'll understand why God needs you in a certain church. He didn't get you to come here by accident. You didn't you wake up one day and think, well, I think I'm going to go to church. Oh, I heard that the bay is kind of nice down there. Maybe I'll go try them out. No, God was positioning you because when you walked in, you walked into this favor atmosphere. Just by being in the building, favor is in your life. You see that? There's a flow. There's a blessing flow. Glory to God. His brothers envied him. His father kept this matter in mind. See, his father was more covenant-minded. Okay, I'm, I don't get him, me, me bowing in front of him, but if he's saying it, Maybe I need to consider this. See, here's the thing. Built into Joseph. Once God decides to show you favor, there is a system, <laughs> mechanics, workings built into you that require you to be in a certain environment for that to begin working. You see, the wrong environment can stop it from working. But then God positions you, puts you in the right place, and the workings begin. It begins to process. See, see God is more interested in your assignment God is assignment-minded, far more than money. See, we, we, we tend to think money. We, we think, oh, I need more money, then thank God for favor. We use those things that things are just simply testimonies to what happens as a result of favor. But really, that's just a manifestation. That's the reward. God wants your full assignment to manifest. And as long as he was in the wrong environment, his assignment, his assignment would never manifest there. But once he was on the move, the mechanics started going into action. The, the, the machinery in him. If I, I'm using those words because it's spiritual working. 
is beginning to work in him. And you get to verse 1 of chapter 39, Genesis 39 verse 1. Joseph had been taken down to Egypt and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites. Everybody say favor. You see, we may be crying, I'm not supposed to be a slave. I'm supposed to be the one in charge. No, trust the system. Trust the system. Everybody say favor. Verse 2, the Lord was with Joseph. And he was a successful man. He was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. Why do you think people call you lucky? Because they see something. People will see God in your life. He saw the Lord was with him, and the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. So, listen to this. Joseph found favor in his sight and served him and served him and served him and served him. See, a lot of people don't get this point. You prove faithful what is another man's. He will reward you with your own. It's too many young people that want to have their thing, do their thing, do their ministry, do their... No, uh, uh, it doesn't start there. It begins with service. Why? God wants to see the blessing flow out of you so that he can bless you. And then... Promotion happens. You run too far ahead of this, then you're on your own. So he served. Everybody say served. Say he had favor. And watch this. So Potiphar made him overseer, head of his house. And all that he had, he put under Joseph's authority. And so it was from that time that he made him overseer of his house, that all that he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. He blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. You bless my servant, I will bless you. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. And thus he left all that he had in Joseph's hand. And he didn't even know what he had except for the bread which he ate. And yeah, from the King James Version, I want to end the verse. And Joseph was a goodly person and well favored. Isn't that amazing? Potiphar got to a place where he said, listen, I trust you so much. You run it all. Potiphar didn't even know what he owned. Hallelujah. In other words, you could say it this way. Joseph had it all. Potiphar owned it, but Joseph had it all. Everybody say favor. favor. Well, you know what happened then as a result of that. Well, before we go there, let's first read this. I want to confirm this with you. Psalm 75. Look at verse 6 from the King James Version. Promotion 
comes neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south. But God is the judge. Now, I want you to notice, this is just a little sideline. Uh, uh, it says east, west, south. What's left out of it? This is just a nugget. The word says that heaven is in the north. It actually has a place, a direction. Now, it's in the realm of the spirit. I don't care what spaceship you send out there. You'll never, you can go as north as you like. You'll never find it. But it's a, it is in that direction. So it is an actual place. That's why you don't have to mourn when someone immigrates there. Hello? Have you ever said goodbye to someone at an airport? You know, sometimes if they're going away for a long time, sometimes people cry because they're saying goodbye. That's okay. I'm going to miss you. But you're not, you're not mourning them. You haven't lost them. Someone says, where's your friend? No, I lost them. They went to Australia. No, they're living in Australia. You don't visit them anymore. You know they're there. You're not sad. You're sad that you can't speak to them or visit them. Isn't that right? Well, when someone leaves this planet, they immigrate to heaven. I'll say amen. I know we're sad because we can't visit them anymore. But we will see them again. I just want to put that in there. Amen. So it is a place. God lives there. Angels walk around there. People walk around there. There's, there's, there's all kinds of things, uh, trees and plants and uh, things that you can eat that you couldn't even imagine here. It's, it's, it's a wonderful place. Amen. Streets are made of gold, by the way. God doesn't have a problem with that. So here we go. That's just to tell you where north is. Okay. So promotion doesn't come from east, west, or south. What's he saying? It doesn't come from, don't, I know your boss comes and says, I want to promote you. Yeah, God talked to you. God spoke to you. Amen. God is the judge. He puts one down and he sets up another. Say, I'm ready to be put up. I'm ready to be promoted. Well, you know what happened from there. Potiphar came along, and the Bible says that, that Joseph was a handsome young man. Praise God. And uh, she decided she wants to have him. And, uh, you know, he, he took a bit of a, a bad decision by being in the home alone. Just guys, make a point. Just never be in the same room with a woman on your own. Unless it's your wife. Say Amen. There's far too many questions in this room today. I'm doing a lot of side answering. Yeah. <laughs> but praise God. Yeah, all of a sudden, this woman tries to take him, and he ignores her. Now, you could think, I mean, from, from the perspective of that she obviously is an attractive woman, you would think, well, that, he might say, well, that's favor. No, it's not your wife. You see, he understands kingdom favor. Everybody say kingdom favor. And he says, I know where I'm going, and I'm not prepared to compromise. Family, if you can see that, God has amazing plans for you, but Satan will have all these little side attractions to try and get you to compromise. But here's the thing. When you compromise on the way up, you'll have to pay that compromise for the rest of your life. What you compromise to keep, you will ultimately lose. 
And if you compromise, that will be your God. That's why when Jesus stood before the devil and the devil said, I know why you've come. You've come for all these kingdoms, yeah. And if you bow down now, I will give it to you. Jesus could have thought, well, if he's going to hand it over, yeah, I might as well take it now and I don't have to do the cross thing. But he knew if I bow my knee here, even if I get everything back, I'm still going to have you as my overlord. Family, do not compromise your life. Hear me. I know it seems like a moment of fun, but it can cost you an amazing future. See what God has planned for you. Hallelujah. See, family, this favor, God's ordained for you, but it's not going to work in the midst of compromise. It doesn't work in the midst of envy and jealousy and criticism and moaning and complaining. Favor doesn't work in a bad attitude. Look at Psalm 67, verse 5. Let the people praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you, then the earth will yield her increase, and God, our own God, shall bless us. Make a decision. Love for Jesus and Jesus only. Have you ready to see abundant favors in your life? Say, I make a choice for Jesus. Remember Romans 5 verse 17? For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace. Everybody say abundance of grace. Now you know one of the definitions of grace is unmerited favor. Favor you don't deserve. That's grace. And if you can receive this abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, you will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. You rule. You reign. You make the decisions. You demand. You command. You instruct. And the devil has to bow his knee to it. You see, 1 Corinthians 15 verse 33 says, Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Awake to righteousness and do not sin. See, family, when God says, Thou shalt not and thou shalt and things like that, He's not trying to set you up for sinning. He's telling you what's going to break the system. It's going to stop favor from flowing in your life. So now, I hate sin. Because I want to see this happening. So you receive this abundance of grace and this gift of righteousness. Awake to righteousness. The moment you're born again, you're made righteous. But now awake to it. All right, now that I am righteous, I'm going to act righteous. I'm not acting righteous to get to heaven. That's settled. But when I am walking in righteousness and I receive the abundance of favor, I reign, I rule in this life. Hallelujah. Say, that's me. 
Everybody say abundance of grace. So Hebrews 4 verse 16, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. Now I understand, I know sometimes things happen when we sin, we slip up, but don't let the devil use that to bring condemnation. There is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You just go straight to that throne of grace and say, Father, I messed up. This is exactly why Jesus died on the cross. So I just call on the blood of Jesus right here. I know you're faithful and just to forgive me. You cleanse me of all unrighteousness. So if you are cleansed of unrighteousness, what does that leave you? Righteous. Awaken to righteousness. Don't beat yourself up. Yeah, I messed up there, but I'm not going to let that stop me. And I call on grace, and I step into that grace, and I walk with a confidence. Like I said this morning, stop trying to develop self-confidence. Confidence is in God. See, self-confidence, you just need to, have you ever had something, you say something, stupid, 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 now, now, now I've closed that door. No, 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 no. What you said, yeah, maybe it was stupid. But you just say, Father, I plead the blood of Jesus. I'll, you, you forgive stupid. You cleanse stupid. You deliver me from my destruction. I still have favor. I still have favor. Because when you need to be, God's going to make sure you get there. And Joseph bypasses that challenge with part of his wife. And because he did what's right, he lands up in prison. And you think, wow, how fair is that? It's not fair. Favor's working. Favor's working. Because even in the prison, he prospers. Someone's watching this in prison right now. You may be behind bars, but you're more free than people walking outside. Some, some people walking outside. Because you have favor. Amen. God's teaching you to prosper without any more cheating or lying. Watch it. Trust God. Before you know it, you're going to favor with all of the wardens around there. And the day is coming. The day is coming. When all of a sudden someone's going to need you on the outside. And the moment they need you on the outside, the whole system's going to go into action. Before you know it, you're going to hear the key in your door opening up. And they're saying, come, we need you out here. You are now free physically in Jesus' name. Promotion when you didn't expect it. And he lands up in the courts of Pharaoh. Has favor with the main man. And he's made prime minister of all of Egypt. Family of God, I don't think Joseph lay in his bed when he had that dream and saw his brothers coming to bow before him and thought, I have a plan. I need to get them to want to kill me, and then I need to make sure that that camel comes past. I'm going to be at the right time. I know more or less when they come, so I just got to time the time. And then I know I'm going to have some. Where do you think those things up? But God arranged it. And sure enough, there his brothers come, and then they go fetch his father, and there they all 
coming to him as the authority. And God positioned him because all of Israel was hungry. And they shipped them from there and brought them to the favor place. And they got a place called Goshen. And they were blessed and they were looked after and they were well provided. That was God's intention. But he needed Joseph to be in the right place. But because he had the right attitude and he didn't compromise on the way there and he expected favor wherever he went, God got him to exactly where he needed to be. And then the brothers and the father got it. Ah, and he didn't even have to turn around and say, see, I told you. You don't have to say, uh-huh. You don't have to thank anybody. God got you there. Are you ready for an adventure? Are you ready to receive this? Just lift your hands right now and say, I receive it. I receive the abundance of grace. I receive the gift of righteousness. God has set me up to succeed. He has chosen me. I am highly favored. God has shown me favor. It is time. And I receive it wherever I go. Wherever I go, I find favor. I'm expectant of it. I rejoice in it. No matter what happens in my life, I'll never be disappointed. Oh, the devil will, oh, the devil will try to make me feel disappointed. He'll try and point out what I've lost. I've lost nothing. It is a seed. It's a process. I thank God in all things. I rejoice in Him at all times. And I see it. As a process to the place I need to be, I have the favor of God. Divine favor of God is mine in Jesus' name.